0: Welcome to Amplify Your Process Safety, the podcast that provides the experience and expertise you need when it comes to process safety and risk management. Our hands-on approach will give you the insight needed, whether you're new to industry or process safety, in a role where you interact with aspects of process safety, or an experienced process safety professional. Join your hosts, Wesley Carter and Rob Bartlett, in their mission to protect people, the companies they work for, and the communities where they operate, by making process safety knowledge available to all. Welcome to the Amplify Your Process Safety Podcast. Yours truly, Wesley Carter, here with Rob Bartlett and...
1: Elena Prats.
0: Yes. I had you say that because obviously you're better at it. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to talk about effective training. Effective training. Effective training. Um, So so what you can expect, key takeaways from this episode. What does the PSM regulation say about operator training and how to be compliant with the regulation and effectively train your operators?
2: Why do we worry about effectively training our operators? why do why do I, why do I, I'm not worried because
0: about the how. PSM standard says we have to do it.
2: I know, but I've got a piece no, of paper. No, that's the only. That says but that. I train them. So why do I care about how effective the training was? I don't know,
0: Elena. Why, why do we care?
1: You can just sign a piece of paper, but that doesn't mean that you're aware that you understand. And that you know how to run things. Nice. So So at
2: the end of the day, we don't want we don't want things to blow up. We don't want toxic chemicals to get out of pipes and equipment. And and the way that we do that is that we make sure our operators know what they're supposed to do. Well, I want our so So that's where the I,
0: I would prefer the operators make money for the organization they work for. That's the only reason I think we should be effectively trained.
2: Yeah. So there's gonna be a number of problems with that and okay. maybe we'll talk about that. All right, so so, so okay all right, so we're what, so 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 we're not just we're not just talking about hey you gotta you gotta have a training program. This is we're we're gonna get into some of the nuts and bolts of how to have an you know, effective
0: training program. So you know we'll call it operator training one oh one. What does the regulation say? Okay, so What is it? Um, subparagraph what? OSHA nineteen ten one nineteen subparagraph. So
2: this is this is subparagraph G.
0: G. Golf, as in gangster, as in
2: gangster. <laughs> yes. So if you, uh, if you, if you turn your turn your uh, your book to that, um, it talks about training. So there's a few different things we have to do for training. Different types of training, right? So there's there's initial training. Initial. So the New initial employees. training. So what does that say we have to do? Well, um, if you are in a process, um, then um, operating the process. Th- if you're operating a process. Um, you need to be trained in what? You need to be trained in an overview of the process, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and in the operating procedures as specified in, in subparagraph F, as in Frank, which would have been before G, as in Gangsta, right? So that so the the, the requirements for your procedures are there. And
0: now right? you know right? your a- and words. now you know your ABCs. And now you know your ABCs, um, and with a, with an
2: emphasis on the specific safety and health hazards, emergency operations, including shutdown. And safe work practices applicable to the employee's job tasks. So that's that's initial training. Initially, um, there's there is there is a part of this that talks about if you have an employee um, who is already involved in operating process yeah. bef- when PSM was first was first uh, brought into into uh, into play in May 26, nineteen ninety two. Probably skip yeah. over that because the 90s. There, there shouldn't be that many <laughs> operators left. Although I have come across, I, I do every once in a while I come across one. I
1: came across
2: uh, here see, and there. Yeah. But um, in other words, it, basically, you don't. You, there, you didn't have to. You didn't have to go through a whole initial training program. You can say, "Yep, yeah, I certify that the that this person mm-hmm. knows." So we've got initial training. We've got refresher training. Elena, what does it say about refresher training? Yeah,
1: So it says at least you have to do it every three years, yeah. and the word at least is important because I've seen a lot of companies deciding to do it every three years, but there's sometimes some specific processes or um, tasks that it's better if you do it every year or with a um, lower frequency than every uh, three years. And One of the um, important things as well is that you need to consult with your operators about that frequency. So. Not just because the regulation tells you that you need to do it at least every three years. You need to ask them, is it every three years enough? Do you want uh, a different frequency? Do
2: you think that it should, be, it should be more frequent than
0: that? And they'll usually say every 10 years.
2: <laughs> Some of them, that's what they <laughs> that's would like. That's
1: true. Like, so, <laughs> that's sure, true. like sure. why do I need the training? But, in so, a minimum,
0: but like you said, in a minimum... Uh Every three years. At a minimum
2: every three years. and, And the regulation actually says, and this is a quote, the employer in consultation with the employees involved in operating the process shall determine the appropriate frequency
0: of refresher. Training mm-hmm. does does 19 say anything else about operating training?
2: Talks about d- documentation. Oh, the record. Yes. yes. So, so, so we can't just do the training because, as as we all know, if you don't document it, it didn't happen, it right? So exists. the talking the training documentation requirement um, says the employer shall ascertain that each employee involved in operating a process has received it and understood, mm-hmm. not just that they received it, but they understood the training um, required by this paragraph. Um, and then it talks about what you have to have on that on that training, which is fairly fairly basic. So essentially, that's those, those that's what the PSM regulation says. So we've got to train our people. We've got to train them initially. We've got to train them at least every three years, and we've got to document the training. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. It seems. Um, so I think we're done for the day, right?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move okay. On. No, All right. Okay. No. Let's uh, <laughs> so.
0: Uh, oh, you were joking. I was should, joking. should I continue as we, recording?
2: As we tend to do. Okay. You know, I, I've, I have talked to some people who listen to our podcast and they do like that kind of back and forth banter. So, you know,
0: you, mean you don't my, like the back and forth You mean
2: my genuine banter, personality? <laughs> if you don't like the back and forth banter, then maybe you need to find a, a different process safety podcast. Um, there are none. So... <laughs> So let's talk about let's okay let's get into, into what into that's what regulation that's what regulation, that's that's regulation says let's, let's
0: let's get into the the, the daily we, ins and outs of training why is it important why is it important what is effective training you know that's what the regulation says yep so how
2: um, how do we effectively train our operators Wesley like what
0: we're,
2: let's let's so start leading us down that road
0: yeah so when you were given our <clears throat> you know when you were talking about you know the ABCs and you went F to G F is operating procedures, subparagraph F, OSHA 19, 10, 119 subparagraph F, yeah. operating procedures. So if you don't have any operating procedures or they suck, guess what else is going to suck?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not be good, substandard, your training program. Training. There has to be something. So 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 let me ask the team here. So
2: have you ever gone into for for either working for a company or, or as an auditor or something and gone in and found substandard operating procedures?
0: Never. <laughs> Never.
2: I remember my first my first process engineering job. I went into uh, this company um, and uh, into this into this uh, this production department, and. I, I got an email. Hey, you need to re, you know need to review and revise this procedure. So I printed out the procedure and I go to the to, to the, one of the senior operators. I said, Hey, I got to do this. I don't know how to make this stuff. Can you can you you know take a look at these? And he came back with, it was like all red, you know. So yeah, so operating procedures <laughs> made it bleed can be bad. Yes. Um, and and bad operating procedures are going to lead to bad.
0: So that's kind of like Training. so we're just kind of like you know setting kind of a I'll call it a prerequisite. Or some kind of thing. You have yeah, to have yeah. some solid operating procedures in place. Mm-hmm. If you've not done that, go back. Do not pass code, Do pass. not pa- yeah. do not collect two hundred dollars. Absolutely, and, and
2: mm-hmm. get back. Okay, so we got good operating mm-hmm. procedure. We got good. Operating Let's assume procedures. that. Let's assume that. Maybe I a big assumption. That. Let's assume that. Okay, now what? That's, that's it. How if you have trained? SOPs? You're good. Power, no, that's so. Do we just have our? Do we just have our operators read the SOPs? Maybe. <laughs> that may be part of it, but let, let's talk. Let's talk about. I mean, really, I think that to have the components, the components, the components, the components, an effective
0: training program are, when you have good SOPs are number
2: one. Lead us down, Wesley. Lead us down. Lead us down this, this, the the uh, the road here.
0: Down the road. So what do we have? We got. Yeah, you've got good operating procedures. Yeah, and then you've got some. You've got some levels. I'll call it levels. Yeah. You, but you know, you let's just you know, an, a new employee. Yeah. New employee. You know, there's all levels. Someone comes in, whether they got a certain experience level, but they're new to your organization, they're new to your plant. Maybe yeah. they've operated in this process, process this yeah. type of process before, but your facility is different, right? And so they show up, SOPs are there. So there needs to be some level overview of the SOPs. Your training program needs to be intertwined, intertwined with this. And then there needs to be some qualification levels you know i, I and, and we're not saying this this is not mandated in osha 1910 no no this no, is just an no. effective absolutely effective training program so what what are the ex- expectations for an operator at 60 days 30 days whatever what you want mm-hmm. to call it some some frequency what is the expectation at 60 90 days call that level 1 level a you know tech Basic. 1 something mm-hmm but that should there should be some expectations that you're you're they're going through some re, level of review with the SOPs they're going through some level of on the job you know training some level of evaluation something Okay so
2: so so you mentioned three things and I'm going we're going to come back to that in a minute but keep going through
0: So objectives. so set set something for you this fifth your organization Yep Okay every every new employee goes through these things in the first 90 days <laughs> and this is this is their competencies whatever they need to and then Okay, the next level. What is that? Is that three months, six months, something? You set you set that bar, and so now eventually
2: they're doing, they're doing they're they're learning to do things that are a little bit more more advanced, technical, a little
0: bit more advanced. But you only introduce those things once you understand that they've got a basic mm-hmm. right. They've got a basic level of on the job, understand the SOPs, and they've passed some some sort of. Evaluation or verification—they understand that section of their competencies. Yeah. You build upon that, and eventually you get them to where they have their PhD. Right? You're like you are a qualified operator for this process. You, they you can do everything yeah. within absolutely, the
2: process, and you can. But but the, the 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 key reason here, yeah, the regulation says this, but the key reason why we're breaking up like this is that is that you know, you've got to. You have to understand your process to safely operate it. And we don't want people who, who don't fully understand it operating. So mm-hmm. by g- going through these stages, you end up to a level where you've got your PhD in running this particular process. Um, and that's the best way to keep all the stuff in the pipes, prevent toxic releases, prevent explosions, etc.
0: And Elena, what we just said, that's and, the only way to do things, right? Yeah, what we just and say. actually
1: that path is the path that I followed when I first joined um, Total. I was um, 24 or 25 at the time and I was in charge of the uh, operators and I had no idea of the process because it was actually my first job. Mm -hmm. I just came out of um, university. So the training program that we had there at the time, I had to be on shift for several months because that's basically the only way you to know the process, to know where the pipes and the valves and the equipment. And there are
0: things that you you and can't get from reading.
1: Exactly, that's that's the point. So you can be given the, uh, the SOPs, but unless you're out there in the field um, and living the field or operations life, the operators will or uh, whoever is joining the organization that have, that has to be maybe on um, manufacturing or maintenance. Uh, or any kind of uh, role, there needs to be on the job. There needs to be the uh, um, reading and going through the SOPs, and then of course the uh, the qualifications and ensuring that you pass like so, an, an exam. So
0: what we're getting, so what you're getting at is, you know, I, I was joking a while ago. I said this is the only way, but what we're saying is, whatever is fit for purpose for your organization, exactly, you need to have some level of classroom. Some level of on the job, mm-hmm. they go hand in hand. Yes, right, they go hand in hand.
1: You
2: can't, you can't, you can't, you can't miss, you can't, you can't miss either one of those. I
0: mean, we only do on the job. Well, how do you know know they understand that you know some criteria there? We only do classroom or we assign you know computer based training. Oh just well, like there's
2: just just like just like you can't effectively learn a process by just by reading it. You can't effectively. Learn a process just by knowing what valves you need to open and close and at what temperatures you got to understand what's going on inside the pipe Um, Especially in complex processes with you know manifolding and interconnected hot oil systems or or you know or um, you know various raw material You know additions and all that sort of stuff unless you really understand what's going what's going on inside you can't you can't really effectively operate um, safely uh, you're really rolling. You're really rolling the dice. So, so let's talk. So we have talked a little bit about we've talked about the need for all, on a job and classroom. We've talked about you know potentially having levels of of operators. I mean, whether you have multiple levels or really just one level, you're either a you know you're either a certified operator or you're not. Right. Either way, there's got to be a process before you hit certified operators. So, and, and maybe it's stages, maybe it's maybe it's not, but. The robust qualification process, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, there, there's a lot of companies that I that I run into where their qualification process is: I clicked, the operator read the procedure on the computer screen and click the acknowledge button, and that's and it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, I think we're in agreement that that's not robust. <laughs> so, Elena, what do you what What are your thoughts about what's What's the what? Are, what are the good Qualification processes that you've seen.
1: So we need to have um, a process in place in which we can, to me, it's not just um, specify or putting together a test uh, that says 80% you pass or 100%, whichever percentage. Um, And again, that's not something specific or specified in the regulation, but I think not not only just having the test, having maybe discussion with a supervisor and the supervisor asking questions about the process, even going out there in the field and having the operator explain part of the process or um, simulating like an emergency shutdown. So One thing is to just get the uh, shutdown operating procedure. Another thing is just to be out in the field and physically say, okay, we need to do this and close this valve or press this button. So this kind of like interaction between the supervisor and the operating procedure and the uh, operating procedure (laughs) and the operator, uh, I think that's key also to not only just have the test in paper, Um, a lot of the training or in class um, training, you're given the uh, hands out and and all the documentation so people can just go and and look for the the answer. Go look for the answer. Basically. Another thing that I think it's important too is, people have all the informa- The operators have the information uh, fresh in their head just after the training is done. What about after a month, or after two months, or three months? Um, maybe conducting the qualification test
2: over time,
1: over time, yep. um, and uh, bringing the uh, the operator out in the field again. I think these are good things that can be implemented to emphasize the importance of um, qualifications and and having a good process.
2: Going off of your stages approach that you yeah. that you brought up earlier, you almost could, you know, part of getting to stage two is proving that you still remember what came from stage one. Part of getting to mm-hmm. stage three is proving you still remember from stage two.
0: Yeah, and one of, one of my favorite things that I've seen is uh, I've worked with some clients where they actually... Have the operator walk up to a blank whiteboard and they say, Draw this part of this unit. Right. Mm -hmm. And if they think about it,
2: if they can do that, they probably, and and we're not talking like, you know,
0: I want you to, you know, put level control valve tag numbers or anything like that, (laughs) but the basic understanding of the process, draw this process. And then as they're going through the process, I want to know the, you know the, the unit operation for this piece of equipment. What are we doing with this piece of equipment? Why does it operate that way? What happens if this? You know, yeah. that's a good kind of back and forth yeah. with a supervisor, an experienced, qualified operator, someone, and someone who's you're trying to make sure they know their stuff.
2: Yeah, and that's I think the best program that I've seen actually comes from one of my former employers that was. Uh, it, it was it was a combination of all of this. It was a combination of of the staged approach. It was a con you know where you you started off as a lower level operator with a, a lower level of requirements all the way up to the final operator. Good documentation um, of of process not just not just the procedures but also, the more technical stuff to a to a level. I mean, obviously, we're not talking engineering level here, but certainly to a certain level. Um, and then having what what they call show no tests, no as in K N O W. So show, basically, showing that you know something. So just like you're saying, you know, basically, I went in order to pass that part of it. Um, there's a form that 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 we would print out, and they'd have to say, "Yep, I read I read the procedure, or the procedures." Um, and, maybe, and, and, and it could have been part of a whole matrix and I think we're going to talk about that in a minute um, and um, that somebody that, that my um, either my, my supervisor or an experienced operator I explained to them and then the experienced operator or supervisor had to sign off that yes they explained it to me and I believe that they agree with this um, and only then only when you have all that documentation completed are you certified to do that
0: yeah and I'll glaze, I'll glaze over you know, kind of a another topic or another point is that we're defining a program what 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 good looks like initial employees we also have the refresher training and you have employees so keeping your keeping that training that same qualification process maybe they don't have to do the same evaluation on the job or something but you should it at that interval whether it's three years or they say we Mm -hmm. want it every year because it's a critical task Mm -hmm. that is not or it's done infrequently but if that task is performed incorrectly, it has catastrophic, you know, potential consequences. So you do it more frequently, something like that. Operators, when they go through the refresher training, it's not just one of these exercises where we like, because they've been operating for the last three years and haven't screwed up, they're good.
2: <laughs> right. Right. The so same is, level, so,
0: the same level should be in there.
2: So so I've seen that I've seen that for all, everything from I mean, I've seen companies try to say, oh, they've you know, they've been doing it for 20 years, so they're still good, you know, read through the procedures, oh yeah, they read through the procedures, all the way through basically having to go through the initial training process again, it's faster because they already know everything, so it shouldn't, they're not learning from scratch, In but your- they're still, it's kind of a check to make sure that, oh, I you know, that task that I'm supposed to be able to do I may not do it because the lower level, you know, the stage one or the stage two operators would usually do it. I'm still supposed to know how to do it. So you should go and prove that you know So there's how to a great
0: opportunity for the for those those individuals? Yes. Yeah. To also participate as trainers. Yeah. Oh, that's... that's to go through the yeah. material, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a great opportunity. You know, it, not only is there that qualification process, but they're, you know, they're training and, you know, hopefully if you're training... You are reinforcing knowledge to your, yourself. All the that best stuff, way right? To learn, the right. best way to learn yeah. something is to teach it. So, so how do we build a program from scratch? Yeah, Elena, you had a, you, okay. you had you had a, wanna, you had a good, yeah, you had yes. a good.
1: I want to talk about having a competency matrix. So,
2: I love those. Is movies. that anything? Is that yeah? <laughs> is that anything like? Oh, they're redoing, Aren't they, I think they're doing another one. What with Keanu Reeves? Aren't they going to call it? what competency? did you just call
0: him? Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Keanu, thank you.
2: Um,
0: there, Sorry to Keanu. Yeah, sorry Keanu. <laughs> hashtag. I'm sure he listens. I'll have Joe tweet. I'm sure. I'll, I'll have Joe hashtag him and maybe he'll follow us. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure he listens
2: to the podcast.
0: Um, you may have said it right. They- He's gonna, he may retweet and say Rob was right. <laughs> Wesley, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, I think they're going to call it. Keanu Reeves. The
2: competency matrix, right? So, no, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, I think we're talking about um, op- um, training on the operating procedures, but there's other things that are also important to train the operators on like what like safety culture
2: okay
1: sometimes this is not um, clear or there's no safety culture operating but uh, like you can procedure.
0: stop you can stop unsafe work report <laughs> all incidents exactly no matter no matter what it is report mm-hmm. everything something like this right
1: yeah something like this so I think it's good to start by defining a comp- competency matrix in which we would include um, the uh, SOPs, we would include the uh, safety culture. Um, Some of the uh, people in the organization have to be trained in MOCs, in process hazard analysis. So there's different tasks that have to be included and we need to identify who has to be trained in what. So there's a, and also to which level. Mm -hmm. If you're doing, if you're training on MOCs, um, maybe you don't need to train an operator uh, at the same level that you're training, maybe um, someone from engineering that has to really go through the entire process, and things like that, or um, incident investigation. So there's we need to identify first the uh, type of trainings, not only the SOPs, and also the level of uh, like awareness or skills, and if someone has to be proficient. Yeah. So if we have and um, define this matrix, and there are several resources out there um, that we can use to like start from scratch and develop the, the okay. matrix. Um, if we develop this in the first place, then it's going to be very easy to then identify based on the organization who has to be trained on, on what.
0: And see, I like that because, you know, there, uh, you know there, I, I'm sure there's more than, but I see it two ways. Mm-hmm. You can have a great operator by accident or you can have a great operator by design. I'd rather have a great operator by design.
2: You've got a higher chance of an op- of a given operator being a great operator if you've designed it.
0: You design a good system. You have a competency mm-hmm. matrix. What makes a good operator? Sarah is our best operator. Why? Oh, well, she's a go getter, but also we put her through the standard training. Mm-hmm. All of our operators that are qualified, you know, she went through this program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I like that.
1: Yeah. So it's really important to not only just train on the operating procedures. Um, and also including safe work practices, lockout, tagout, confined yeah. space, um, yeah. line breaking, all, everything that involves uh, process safety as well, not just operations. It has to be properly defined. Yep,
0: so, um, so I like that. And Go ahead. Okay, so you've got a competency matrix, maybe, that's a great way to identify by design how you have a good operator, like what, what items they need to go through. Yep. And then, how does your program stay relevant? Does your pro- so you designed the program in 1995? <laughs> um, you know, we were listening to CDs, flat screen televisions starting to come out. You <laughs> oh know, God! Technology I didn't know a for so a long time. so. How does your program stay relevant? You know, technology changes. So I mean, really, back back you know, back
2: in the in the early '90s, you know, for the most part, everything was paper. Maybe using Excel to track things. Nowadays, there's all sorts of programs out there.
0: Call them uh, uh, EHS suites. EHS uh, software su- platforms. Suites,
2: uh, learning management systems, uh, all sorts of things that you can do to automate this, uh, to make record keeping. Easier to make sure that you stay on top of uh, uh, frequencies for you know, for retraining and stuff like that. Um, But and 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 those are all good, and and we can say the same thing about PHAs and same thing about MOCs and about you know maintenance systems. But none of that it doesn't really matter if you don't have if you're not doing the basics. And and Wesley, you and I always come back to blocking and tackling, Mm -hmm. and. If I go into a facility, I I mean, hey, it's great that you can pull up everybody's training on a computer, and I don't have to go digging through files. But your training sucks. If your training, (laughs) if your training program isn't good, then it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, So uh, for for management and and using resources effectively, yes, technology can definitely help. But at the end of the day, it comes down to an operator learning material, being taught material, being tested on that material. Um, in order to be effectively
0: trained and you're and you know, absolutely and you know So you you keep up with technology changes how you implement those things change, but you also have You don't want them But you, you know, I'll say incidents you could have had an incident that yep. So what I'm getting at is whether it's an incident or in addition to the process Most or your MOC or your well, you place a part of the process. Yep. maybe you change the technology we used you know, I, I've worked in operations where we used a two-stage reactor that was downflow and then when we put in a new one 30 it years was, later, it was single stage reverse flow. Yeah, you know from the bottom up. Yeah, you know, and it's same same. We're we ending up with the same products, but wholly different, totally different process. So your training needs. Your, to, so your training program be should be if you're changing the process, you're changing your procedures, and then so that your training flow, program needs to flow. incorporate into that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's good. Okay. So. Um, we covered right. What does the regulation I think, say? I think what that's... goes into effective training? Yep. Yeah our opinion this is this is
2: our this is our opinion and as always these are based on you know kind of what we see as best practices um they're uh out, outside of, of the regulations and the guidance and interpretations for mosha you're given a lot of leeway with these um but at the at the end of the day i think we can all agree that having a good strong effective robust training program is a baseline requirement for psm so um,
0: Don't sell yourself short.
2: Don't sell yourself short here. Invest
0: the time in a good printing program because at the end of the day, better operators, safer process.
2: Exactly. Um, And safer process means um, all sorts of of good things follow from that. So I think that's it.
0: That's it. Enjoy the conversation. Thank you, Elena.
2: Yeah. And
0: Rob. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Until next time. As always, uh,
2: please, uh, we'd appreciate if you could take a moment to rate us on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and until next time, this is
0: Rob. And this is Wesley.